Scotty does it. No, that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. Hello, and welcome to the next exciting episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, Quarantine Edition. The podcast where Matt and Todd watch a Netflix Top 100 movie on a Netflix Top 100 list, and then we bring our thoughts to you, the listeners, and we rate it, and everyone hopefully has a great time. My name is Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy, and yes, we are back with another quarantine edition of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, although that could be changing soon. Uh-oh. Very soon. Uh-oh. Yes, theaters are open, and uh, I'm going to out you, Todd. Todd has been to a movie theater. Yes. And reports that all masks are on, and... Uh, we may be good for some viewing of movies in the theater very soon. Yeah, I will not say what I saw, just to keep everyone guessing. But um, there were a couple reasons why things felt pretty safe to me. Uh, one, I felt every employee, person who worked there, and most people who I saw in the theater were wearing their masks correctly and everything was good. Um, signs were labeled everywhere on what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. I didn't get like a sneak peek at them cleaning the theater because I would like to see that, but you know, I don't think you're ever going to get that. But for, for now, I guess because everyone's in this thought of kind of, or at least maybe in the Columbia area, people are scared to go back to the movie. I mean, I, it was a Saturday night and it was a eight thirty showing and there was only five people in the theater. So even if the five people were not wearing their masks, I was sitting so far away from them that I don't, it, it, it wouldn't care to me. It wouldn't matter to me. But there are signs everywhere saying if they catch you without a mask, they will ask you to leave. So, Ooh, take that, yeah. mask flouters. Yeah, it was tricky drinking my drink and wearing my mask. But you got to adapt and learn. That's what makes us human, right? It's true. You should get one of those uh, masks with the with the straw hole in it. Be all set. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of a mask? Well, yes, but you know, <laughs> it has a flap I mean, that can come down. I'm, I like where your where your uh, where your head's at. Almost like a a complete reverse onesie with the old butt flap. But yeah. instead, it's around your mouth. Some, somewhat <laughs> similar to that. Oh dear. Yes. Nice. Reverse onesie. Uh, well, uh, so yeah, we may be uh, providing some uh, first-run movie podcast goodness that we saw in a theater that's not the drive. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout, keep listening. But today we're going to talk about a very special movie. All movies really are very special to us. <laughs> I Matt didn't know if Todd. it was like really special to you for some reason, so you were trying to highlight it. No, it's not. Okay. But, uh, so we're going to talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, this movie came out in 2010. Um, Correct. Got, got, a bunch of, got a bunch of folks in it who you know and love or know and hate. <laughs> Either way. Um, the star is, is Michael Sarah. Or is it Michael Kira? 
I think it's Michael Sick. <laughs> I have no opinion in this matter. But. Okay. Um, it's also got no that you know, race for me. Anna Kendrick is in it. Uh, the uh, the main love interest is Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, whose name Correct. I enjoy saying. Uh, Jason Schwartzman is in it as, as kind of the big bad guy. Uh, and Kieran, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is in it. Parks and, and Rec fame. So is Kieran Culkin who I've never seen in anything else, but is notable as Polly Culkin's brother. He plays um, jerk. Well, that that kind of um, brings up to the question I was going to ask you was, because I think I've seen Kieran in a good amount of stuff, and okay. I know he's on a successful show on Showtime right now, and he was also doing stuff when he was a kid as well. At what point do you think ever we can that people can say confidently that Kieran Culkin has passed Macaulay Culkin? Is there is there a possibility that he can? Because I feel like career wise, he was acting when he was a kid too, and he is still pretty successful right now. So I think in career length, he's got Macaulay beat, but I don't think he's done anything that's like Home Alone level or any of those like movies. I think. If we're talking like pure famousness, I don't know that it's possible. Yeah. Unless he fair. landed something that was like, I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but like equivalent to like being in a Star Wars trilogy or like a Raiders sure. of the Lost Ark trilogy as the main star. Then maybe mm. they could be on equal footing. But it's true. I, I don't see it happening. Mm. Sorry. Kieran, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Well, Kieran. sorry. I, I don't know how to say I, your name. I, I hope he's listening, but I hope he just skipped over that part so he's not sad. If you are listening, um, please contact us. We'll give you a heartfelt apology <laughs> in person, and uh, I'll give you three dollars. Ooh, nice. I'll give two. Make oh. it. Make it. A, Bring it to five. Great. So. Oh, man. Uh, who else is? Oh, um, Chris Evans is in. Yes. As yeah. a skateboarder slash movie. Movie action star. Right. So that's enough about who's in it. What is this movie about? So it's about Scott Pilgrim. And he's a guy in his early 20s. He's in a band. And um, he's dating a high school girl. And, you know, basically not a whole lot of aspiration going on aside from he wants his band to be successful. And so what happens then is that he... Uh, meets a young woman played by Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, whose name Ramona I like to say. Ramona Flowers yes. is her name in the movie. Character's name, Ramona Flowers. Um, which Isn't that the name of the like the Ramona and Jesus uh, book? Is that her name, Ramona Flowers? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, never mind then. Uh, 
If you do know, uh, send us a message on Facebook with that that key yeah. answer. Um, well, anyway, so so yeah, Scott Pilgrim here uh, meets up meets this this young woman, Ramona Flowers, and uh, starts to kind of fall for her. And um, so the movie's about sort of the development of that relationship and uh, and how they kind of get together. There's this weird thing that has to happen, which is he has to fight all of all seven of Mona Flowers' ex, ex, yes, relationship people. And all of that happens in like sort of a video gamey type like uh, Street Fighter Immortal Kombat y type thing. It's live action, but there's like all these little overlays, like kapows and like um, very uh, graphicked up uh, fight scenes, stuff like that. So that's kind of neat. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, he goes through and he, he fights everyone. The last guy is um, this guy Gideon Graves, who also like he's some music producer, so <clears throat> the band that Scott Pilgrim is in really wants this guy to give them a contract, which he does, but and then there's a big fight, and then Scott Pilgrim learns about himself, and I won't tell you what happened, but yeah, good thing. So yeah, that's it. That's the movie. What did you think, Todd? Uh, well, first I'm going to explain my song choice intro was... Scotty doesn't know from the movie Euro Trip, uh, which has nothing to do with this movie, only that the main character's name is Scott. But that movie Euro Trip, as a fun fact, has my favorite cameo ever, which is Matt Damon. If you haven't seen that movie, it's pretty funny, but the Matt Damon cameo cameo is amazing. All right, and sidebar. So uh, I really like this movie. Uh, I liked it when it first came out, and I think it still holds up. I mean, it's only about it's about to be ten years older, ten years old, which is crazy to me. But um, and and it's surprising that I like this movie so much because it has some major things against it in my mind of me not being a Michael Sarah fan or a Jason Schwartzman fan. I typically don't like much that they're in, and I think they don't ever really go beyond just what they are like people call it acting but I just don't think they do that it's just kind of there I don't know I'm weird like that but I'm not the I I really avidly dislike those two people specifically but in this movie I don't this movie's so weird to talk about because in general it's a very weird movie but it's I think it's kind of one of the almost the perfect movie for our age, Matt, like people who remember 8-bit games and Street Fighter stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I think I think, age-wise, we're just in a nice sweet spot to get most references in this movie and stuff like that. And also, I, it's originally from a manga, and I never read it, so I don't know if it follows closely or not to the manga. 
but that is uh, where the source material is. Um, I'll do a I quick, have some friends. A quick translation oh. here. For those who may not know, a manga is a Japanese cartoon book, like a comic. Yes, yes. A really Japanese know. graphic novel. Graphic novel, yes. Great. Yes. Good. I was not going to clear that up, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> I was just going to assume everyone knew what I was talking about. Many um, do. So, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's the fact that this movie is so weird that makes it so special to me. Uh, it's directed by Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, a whole bunch of, like those kind of movies. Um, the Corn- Cornello trilogy is what they're called: Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End, with Simon Pegg and stuff like that. So uh, I like most of his movies. This falls into that group of movies that I like. Um, it's just. You know, even though I'm I crap on Michael Sarah and Jason Schwartzman, everyone has their part in this movie, and it's the fact that every part is is good and weird all at the same time. I think that makes this movie work. Like if if no character is played straight faced, and if it was, it would seem so out of place in this movie because everyone has a quirk, everyone has something going on and just when you think you figure out the movie something else comes in there are times where people have super strength that could fight and then other times just regular people it's just so out there it works like i don't really know how else to put it it's so out there it works um there's honest uh, and a lot of people were in this movie before they really made it big like anna kendrick's in this movie before she skyrocketed allison breeze in this movie before she skyrocketed and now she's captain marvel um, there's another person who's in this movie that I can't remember. Oh, well. What was, who so, is Allison Brie? Allison Brie is Scott's ex-girlfriend who's in the band. Oh, 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 right. Envy. Yes. Yes, Envy. And Brandon Ralph, Superman, is in this movie as the basis of that band. He was Superman Returns in the movie Superman Returns. So, um, yeah, I... I, it's hard. I can't go into true specifics of what I like about this movie because it talk. It, it would be too much, and it would be giving everything away. Like, and I don't want to give anything away because I think what makes this movie so good is the you can never imagine what's coming next in this movie, and that's I think something really good about it. So I'll just say it's it's got really great performances. It's weird. If you're not into weird movies, then don't watch this one. If you're into this kind of stuff and you like video games and all that kind of stuff, this is right up your alley, so go for it. So that's where I'm going to end it. Um, the last little input I, I'll throw in is that this is a... this is If you strip the weirdness away, this is a normal coming-of-age tale movie. But it's done so of like learning about yourself and like growing and stuff like that. Like any other hundreds of movies out there like it's kind but the fact that it's so weird is what sets it apart from all the others and and todd matt and todd matt coming on strong well i also like this movie um it is weird but it's a fun little story told through weirdness um i agree it's it's almost like they said here's a normal plot line that for 
to get from A to B, we're going to take a weird twist and turn and do something that isn't really possible in reality or whatever, and just make it fun. And it is fun. Good, fun movie. Um, so some interesting facts for you about the movie that I was able to look up, Todd. One of them nice. is that uh, Kim Pine, who plays the drummer for Sex yes. Babam. Sex Babams. Uh, he blinks once in this movie. <laughs> Only once. Is that like a, a thing that was done on purpose? Like just because? or <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Someone knew about it enough to like oh, write it on the internet. But yes. <laughs> Apart from that, she breaks her gaze three times. She lowers her eyes twice and has her eyes closed when announcing sex bomb for the last time. But that's mm, it. Interesting. So if you watch this I movie, like look out, watch Kim Pine, watch the drummer of the band and see if she blinks. See if you can catch her one blink in the entire movie. <gasps> that's amazing. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so what, what did I think about this movie? Um, like I said, I liked it a lot and I, um, I, I think that you're right. There's a lot of, it has a lot of characters in it and everyone there is playing their part and doing their part and making this sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling of a movie. Um, and I'm not a huge Michael Sarah fan either. Uh, but Hey, he's doing his Michael Sarah thing in this movie, and it works out just fine. Um, so, overall, enjoyable. If you haven't seen it, you know, you have to be ready for a little weirdness, but not really a ton. It's not super weird. It's more like campy, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's not like like people's heads spin around or anything gross like that. Because that's gross, you know. Head spinning. True, as it as as it is. Head spinning, as, gross. As it is. Yes. So overall, I like the movie. You should see it. And that's what I got. Nice. Well, Matt, um, how many uh, pieces of garlic bread would you give this movie? Um, between zero and five. The only re- the reason I chose garlic bread because it is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where the main character Scott cooks dinner for Ramona and the dinner is just garlic bread, and they're eating and they're both talking about how much they love garlic bread and Scott's like, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I could eat it all day and she's like, except you get fat, and he was like, what? She was like, bread makes you fat and he flips out. And he's like, bread makes you fat and like like just. For some reason, that scene is so hilarious to me. But anyway, that was probably more information than everyone needed. But yeah, garlic bread's where we're at. Garlic bread. Love it. Yes. It's a good scene. So on a scale of one, zero to five garlic bread pieces, I'm going to give this uh, a nice 3.8 pieces of garlic bread. So kind of kind of high. Um, I think there's a sort of a cap on where you can go with a movie like this uh you know it's it's never going to be like in the in the high super high rating but um sure. definitely a fun movie and and i recommend you watch it so 3.8 garlic bread 
Nice. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty similar. Um, I told myself a 3.9, so that's what I'm going to stick with, even though how nice it would have been if we had matched up again. Yeah. It always feels good when we do. But well, We can't force it, though. Got to be no, special I gotta every time. Got to stick with my journalistic integrity here. Right. So, yeah, I'm at 3.9. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. Uh, where we reviewed Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And we gave it an average rating of 3.85 pieces of garlic bread out of five. Um, and yeah, that's what we got. Keep on listening. We'll keep making these podcasts. Thank you for listening. Da-da-da-da. Da-da. Da-da-da.